Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. morning everybody i'm looking at my computer and i'm seeing a lot of angel numbers it's 1101 in the morning it's 7 7 2023 um it's friday and i've got a short show today because i am having technical difficulties like nobody's business i apologize in advance i will not be taking any callers i'm going to share one story from guideposts angels on earth this was a gift from my friend ashley mcgrath another another author i'm just going to share this one story and then i'm going to work out my difficulties with my technology here something's not quite right and i don't want to give you a less than stellar performance so i can't think well while i'm having issues this story is called Family Ties. It was written by Leah Vidal from New Braunfels, Texas. Fast food wasn't what I'd planned for our Saturday night dinner, but I wasn't feeling all that inspired. Hooray! Eight-year-old Olivia cheered when I loaded her and five-year-old Evan into the car to go to the drive-thru. It was just the three of us, as it had been for the past three months in 2011. When our family had moved from Puerto Rico, to Texas to start the new school year, my husband Mike stayed behind to oversee the sale of the company he managed. He visited as often as he could, and we kept in touch on the phone, trying to bridge the 2,000 miles between us. By now, I was more than ready for us to be a family again 24-7. I didn't like the idea that Mike wasn't around to experience the ups and downs of our everyday life. If I didn't report on it, he'd never know about it. I missed his daily five o'clock shadow and the spontaneity of a compliment out of the blue. It was especially hard for the kids. Hearing his voice on the phone just made them quiet and shy. Mike had suggested setting up some sort of video feed, but I was old-fashioned. I hated screens. Our cell phones didn't yet have video calling capabilities, which I couldn't imagine ever using anyway. Hang on for just one more week, I told myself as I turned into the drive-thru. That was the latest end date to our temporary arrangement. I hadn't told the kids, just in case plans changed. We'd been there before. My cell phone rang as I pulled in behind the other cars. Hello, my love, said Mike. Am I on speaker? No, but we're at a drive-thru, I said. Mike sighed. We need to talk. My heart sank. There were problems selling the business. He wouldn't be home for months. I hung up on the phone and wanted to cry. I'd only managed this long on my own because I knew the separation was short-term. 
Now there was no end in sight. When will Daddy be home, asked Olivia, as we waited for our order. She asked the same question at least once a day. He'll visit next weekend, I said, trying to sound cheerful. And he'll fly away on a plane, said Evan. Every goodbye was harder on them than the last. Back home, the kids ate their hamburgers while I stared at Mike's empty chair. This was not what I signed up for, I thought. I have a lot of praying to do in church tomorrow. There was another plan that fell through. I woke up late. Olivia couldn't find her shoes. Evan had a meltdown because we were out of his favorite cereal. I threw in the towel. We'll skip church today, I said. Mommy's not feeling well. I turned on the TV and left the kids sit in front of it, flickering. While I went to a private spot. I'm sorry, God. It's not like me to use the television as a babysitter. I'm worried about our family. And I don't know where to turn. Help us stay connected somehow. I muddled through the week until Mike got home. Together we told the kids that we weren't quite at the end of our temporary arrangement. Do you can't come to my peewee games? asked Evan. I'll make as many as I can, as Dad said, and you can tell me all about the others on the phone. Talking on the phone is boring, Olivia said. Mike gave me a look. I know you don't like screens, he said when we were alone. Can we please try it? I've got what we need if you'll just go along. What choice did I have? I left Mike tinkering by the television set and returned to find he'd hooked up something to a couple of video game consoles. Tell me when you're having dinner tomorrow night and I'll call in, he said, before heading to the airport. Mike's contraption didn't fit at the table. So the kids and I moved to the living room for our first dinner with virtual Mike. His face popped up on screen. Hi, guys. Was that a hint of five o'clock shadow I saw despite the two-hour time difference? Daddy, the kids squealed. What did you do today? I expected the kids to get shy like they did on the phone, to look to me for a hint about what to say. Instead, Olivia piped up with a joke she'd heard at school. Evan jumped in while his dad was still laughing. Guess what happened at football practice today? Mike caught my eye and winked just like he would have done if we were here in person. The kids wanted to see him every night. I'm sold, I told Mike on his next visit. Can't keep eating in front of the TV. What kind of message does that send? No problem, Mike said. He'd done some research and downloaded the Zoom app onto my laptop. The computer was small enough to fit at the dinner table. The kids and I set up right where Mike usually set it up right where Mike usually sat. We could even see Mike's plate. Pretty soon, we were connecting with Mike for more than just meals. Olivia's struggling with her math problems. I texted him after school one day. And no help. Can you jump in? I'm on it, Mike texted back. He led Olivia through her homework step by step. We took turns reading bedtime stories, and Mike often joined in for our nightly prayers. Of course, it wasn't the same as being together in person. The technology was a big help. I sometimes texted Mike just to say hello or to tell him something funny before I forgot or simply that I loved him. We were texting like a couple of teenagers who couldn't stop. We typed, I miss you so often 
that the phone started filling in the phrase for us, including the heart emoji. After nine months away, Mike finally came home for good. We no longer needed cyberspace to stay close, but the text has become a loving habit. LOL. God had given me a high-tech answer to an old-fashioned prayer, a stopgap for a family separated by 2,000 miles. Love didn't care about And folks, with that, I'm going to end today's show simply because I don't want to be distracted, and I know that I will be until I get my sound issues resolved and my microphone. I'm tired of calling in on my phone. I appreciate you listening, and I want to tell you that I'll be back next Friday probably um, to have a couple of things going on. But um, always don't believe in angels. It's okay because we believe in you. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.